Hey, podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for episode 72 of the Gospel of Two Wheels. And I know not all 72 episodes are on the podcast. I apologize for that. We had some technical difficulties there for a while. Uh, we're trying to get that sorted out. Got a new microphone. Hopefully this sounds good. Uh, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, we'd love a review um, and a share on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. It would be really great. Uh, trying to get this podcast built up so maybe we could even separate it from the live show. Um, but just so you guys know, if you didn't already, this is taken from a live show we do every Thursday on YouTube at 7.30 in the morning, Mountain Time. So if you want to watch it live and you want to join in, uh, ask questions, things like that, check us out, youtube.com slash highlandcycles. All right. So, it's 7.30, guys. Welcome to the Gospel of Two Wheels, number 72, um, where we are going to talk about coolant. And as always, the coffee is hot, the bikes are fast, and the comments are absolutely ridiculous. Thank you guys all so much for joining in. I'm excited to talk about this. This is a uh, a great topic, honestly. It's some, somewhat polarizing, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, it's important, right? So let's just jump right into it. Oh, actually, first of all, let's start like you always do. Conditions report, excuse me, uh, for the Montrose area. Conditions are getting good. Actually, I just saw a comment on my Facebook page from Neil Matthews. Neil, if you watch this, I'm um, answering your question. He, uh, Jimmy Nyhart, what's happening? He's, <laughs> he's like, these reports are conflicting. You say it's 100% rideable, but you say the backsides are greasy. Okay. Fair enough. Yes, I guess I can hear. I can see how that would sound a little bit um, conflicting. What I mean is, it's a hundred percent rideable, as in you can one hundred percent go ride your motorcycle out in the areas that I'm talking about. But you can't ride a hundred percent of the terrain. <laughs> so I know that's conflicting. Sorry about that. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, Montrose is drying up really fast, which is awesome. Uh, it's kind of been chilly, like the actual, um, yes, Randy, snake oil topic, 100%. Although, I'm going to dip into why, like, the non-snake oil part of it, I hope. Uh, hopefully, we can clear up some stuff on this coolant deal. Uh, but, so yeah, the the conditions in Montrose are getting good. Delta is fully good. <laughs> Burr wrap, Brady Matter. Uh, 70, I, Roger, I can't wait to get down there. Uh, by the way, any luck with the 125? It doesn't matter if not, because I'm coming anyway. Uh, Brady says Oklahoma will never dry up. Uh, <laughs> ooh, 22 in south, east, southwest Missouri. That's probably pretty miserable and cold and wet. Ew. Um, but it's cold. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. It's cold in the mornings here. It's Colorado. It's winter. But, uh, it's totally rideable. Um, I would say peach... Valley flat top better be kind of careful. There's a fair amount of mud out there still. Tori Anderson, good morning. Uh, oh yeah, Sunny St. George, John Hatch, nice. Um, yes, Jimmy Nyhart says it perfectly. If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll wait forever. Just go ride. Thank you. That's why in my last ride video uh, out in Delta, I say never, don't go. Just go. Like I mean. You know, it could be miserable, but whatever. It just go. You gotta find out. Like, and I hope you guys saw that. If you didn't see the how to make a breakfast burrito ride ride video, 
I think it's pretty good. It's long. It's really long. Uh, so you can skip through parts. If you don't want to watch the burrito part, just skip and watch the rest of it. Uh, or if you don't want to watch the ride part, just watch the burrito part. Uh, but yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go ride. You gotta figure it out. No epic day was ever had sitting on the couch waiting for perfect conditions. Um, my mom says, wind chill of six in Oklahoma City. Yee. That's no good. Um, so yeah, conditions are getting good. I would say if you wanted to ride Peach, you'd better get up early and go early before it gets muddy because it's it's kind of hemmed in by a bunch of north-facing stuff. So you, you might have a hard time uh, if you got out there it, uh, a little late. Uh, Tori Anderson says, a little mud in the GJ Desert but easily avoidable. Yes. Most of the train out here is fantastic right now. I like to hear that. Uh, Delta is good. The thing about Grand Junction is that there's a ton of sand in the area if you know where to go. There's a bunch of sand. Sand can take all the moisture in the world, so it's good. So, yeah, there's conditions. Uh, news is that we are getting busier at the shop, so if you guys need something done, get a hold of me. It's going to get busy fast, I think, with this weather getting nice. Um, got a new guy who's working a couple days a week. Really excited about that. If you haven't been paying attention to the Daily Schlag, definitely subscribe to this channel and do that. I think it's pretty good. People have been liking it a lot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let's, um, what else? Oh, uh, other news. I am going next Friday. I'm going to Lake Havasu, Arizona to see my buddy Roger Hurd. And we are going to come down there and ride dirt bikes and have a ton of fun. We'll shoot a bunch of videos, hopefully at least a day. Well, definitely, I don't know. Who, I hope uh, Pat Wakirka is coming to uh, with me. If not, another guy might be coming. I don't know. Either way, I'm going to ride, and we'll shoot a whole bunch of stuff. Also, I've got the new Sedona steel-belted tires coming from Sedona that are hooking us up on the channel to do some reviews. With that, the guy at the guy who owns uh, New Tech, which makes the tubeless and the mooses, is sending us some mooses, and he has convinced me for YouTube purposes, Morgan Spradling is going to put a rear tubeless onto a set or one wheel of mine. I will be taking extra wheels with mooses in them, by the way, um, and I'm going to try tubeless for all of you guys. I've tried it before. It was a long time ago, but I'm going to try it. I've actually talked to uh, Don Bob's customer, friend, supporter as like, oh, you got to do this. So I'm going to do it for you guys. I'm going to do it. It should make for some great YouTube. I kind of hope that I get a flat <laughs> um, <laughs> to prove my point, but you know what? I'm going to give it an absolute fair shake, do everything by the book. I'll film all of that. Uh, and put it on one of those steel-belted tires, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it's funny because, yeah. Um, my mom, I know my mom's. I knew you couldn't wait till the 19th. I know, I couldn't. Um, Brady, I completely agree, but I'm going to... I'm going to do it, you know. Oh, I, it's for you guys. Like, I don't care. I got an extra wheel. I'm taking extra wheels um, down there with mooses. So, like, if I get a flat, I'm just going to put another wheel on it's not it's not gonna be a problem um and I, okay this is not a discussion about tubeless i just want to let you guys all know hopefully uh if you haven't subscribed to the channel do it <laughs> um because it should be good 
Um, <laughs> Roger. Uh, Roger says, it's okay, Mom, I'm handicapped. No, but I'm, that's after the 19th, Roger, so we're all good. And, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so let's get to the coolant. Let's start with, I had this talk on the schlag. Uh, someone asked, you know, about fans and coolant and all this stuff. Um, I would say, first of all, I let's start with, I don't think there's a huge difference in a lot of the coolants, like from the Prestone green stuff to engine ice and the Motor X and the Silkeline and all that stuff, I don't think there's that much difference really in all that stuff until you get to Evans, and Evans is very, very, very different because um, Evans doesn't have any water in it, right? And I'm just going to kind of go into the Evans rabbit hole here for a second. Um, because it's, like I said, I think it's the only one that's like super different in the way it's, you know, in the way it performs and the way it's made up. So there's no water in Evans at all. And that is what allows it to, first of all, stay in your bike forever without, you know, until you rebuild the motor and have to drain it out. Um, the, uh, um, so Brian Weishman says... Coolant, have some in the bike and go ride. Yes, that is okay. So that's the bottom line of it. Thank you, Brian. I completely agree. Yes, um, Brady uses Gatorade for coolant. I have used um, so much creek water, so much creek water for coolant in the past. Uh, but so Evans has no water in it. That makes it so that it, uh, like I said, it doesn't corrode or anything like that. Uh, it's really good for lubing up water pumps and things like that. Um, it adheres to the metal. It, so, Mike, it's just straight glycol. Yes, it is. And it's, you know, some version chemically that's different from just glycol. But, yeah, it is just straight glycol. And the science behind it is that it adheres to the metal better, therefore, than pulling the heat away better. But here's the problem. Because I run Evans in my two-strokes, in my kids' two-strokes. And I like it because two strokes don't get very hot in general. That's the nature of a two stroke, right? Um, but here's the problem with Evans is that if you have that in a four stroke or even a two stroke that you super duper overheat, you will cause damage be long before you know that it's overheating because it doesn't boil until um, the, yeah. Uh, so Jimmy Nyhart said, uh, none make the bike run cooler. Boil is your only warning to shut her down. I boiled my 350 twice in two years. First gear crawl, she boils. Yeah, four strokes boil first. I mean, four strokes get hot when they're going slow. Like, if there's not enough air going across the radiator, they get hot. Uh, so, the Evans problem, like I said, is that it doesn't boil until 375 degrees. That's too hot for most motor parts, right? That's too hot. It's way too hot for plastic parts. And there's plastic wise and thermostats and things like that and brady i love it brady matter says ride faster <laughs> for sure i <laughs> that's been my that has been my like consistent saying for a long time <laughs> uh now there's some stuff out there the hard enduro stuff like dude you it's not my kind of riding. It's not what I love to do, so it's not a problem for me. But there's no way you're going fast enough uh, to keep air moving across the radiator and some of that hard enduro stuff. Um, but so 
the coolant, like I said, the Evans can let your stuff get way too hot. And my kid had it in his 50 KTM, and the the Y pipe on the coolant hose. Anyway, it melted all the way through that because it got so hot. He's in a sand race, and anyway, and it blew up, burned his leg. And I mean, I'm not blaming Evans. I'm just saying that it happened. And so I so I ended up, I put silicone hoses on it. We put Evans back in it because again they don't get that hot generally, and so and it was fine. But <laughs> Shane McNabb, I blow my mind about every time I go out. I'm slow, fair enough. The uh, <laughs> the uh, oh you're <laughs> Brady, you're funny. Um, Matt from the workshop, it's a Michael says, Matt from the workshop says, uh, jump way down the Evans rabbit hole. He's not a fan, though. So I, I'm only a fan in very certain applications for Evans, and I think it works good. Um, like, for instance, like Jay Leno runs it in all of his cars because he's got hundreds and hundreds of cars, and he doesn't want to have to go change the coolant out all the time. So it's nice for that. I don't have hundreds of cars or even hundreds of bikes. I mean, I don't even have tens of bikes. Um uh, so it's not a problem. Um, so yeah, there's the thing with Evans. I think it can be good in certain situations, but I don't think it's the solution for everybody. And I definitely don't think it's a solution for a four stroke. So I do not recommend it on that. Um, uh, so uh, Kevin O'Loughlin, I don't know if you're watching, but he asked on Facebook, what about engine ice? I, I don't think engine ice or motor extra pro, you know, all that stuff. I don't think they really do much better than just the green stuff from, uh, Napa or wherever, they just don't. Um... <laughs> Brady says I run three fans on my bike, never have a problem with boiling coolant. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think any of that stuff makes your bike any cooler. And some of it might be like a little bit higher boiling point, so that it doesn't boil as early. But the um... I don't think that, I really don't think it's helpful. I don't, I just, man, they make different colors and that's about it. Uh, Jimmy Nyhart, the power of good marketing. Funny thing is cheap on sale green stuff is okay uh, for the $60 vehicles, but not for dirt bikes. Um, $60,000 vehicles, but not dirt bikes. Don't overthink stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, engine ice and fans for four strokes. Keep moving helps. Yeah. So that's where the fan, like, let's go back to this hard enduro kind of, I know we're bouncing all over, but that's what I do. And that's what we do. And that's the thing I love about this. So I think if you are going, if you are choosing to ride hard enduro, like gnarly, technical, slow stuff where you just cannot go fast, like, or maybe it's your skill level that can't go fast, but whatever, you're going to go slow. I highly recommend a fan if you have a bike that will run one. Uh... Yeah, Jimmy, I know. Um, so if you got a bike that has a battery or, you know, that can run a fan, I definitely recommend run it if you're going to ride that hard stuff. I don't run a fan on any of my bikes because I don't want to ride stuff that slow that often. Every now and then I will for sure. And and I have a lot of fun and we got to Dry Creek area and it's uh, it's great. The um, uh, And, you know, it's it's a fun it's a fun kind of thing to do every now and then and my bike's going to get hot and probably boil some coolant, but like whatever. Uh, I just don't like to have extra stuff that can fail on my bike that then I have to replace and fix. So I'm, you know, as you guys all probably know by now, I like to keep things real simple on my motorcycles, like two strokes and carburetors. And so for me, the fan doesn't make sense, but I 
think that I think that a fan is a fine addition if you're going to run that super hard, super slow stuff. And if, you know, obviously if cars have fans. <laughs> It's because they don't go fast all the time, you know. They're idling in traffic and things like that, so they got to have a fan to make it, um, go, you know, go. Uh, Andy says, "Best thing about engine ice is you can dump it in your yard when you replace it." Fair enough. Um, the uh, oh, Jimmy, hard, uh, yeah, hard enduro two stroke, you're gonna blow up for sure. That's why I said I don't ride the hard enduro stuff very often. I do it, you know, a few times a year. I will ride the stuff that's so slow that I'm gonna boil. I just let it boil and then pour water back in it. Uh, that was another question that we got that I covered on the schlag. Someone asked, uh, Don Bob's asked uh, about pouring water back in a bike and if boiling it over, shutting the you know steam goes everywhere, shut the bike off, let it cool down, pour water back. Does that actually hurt your bike? No. I mean, it's not awesome to overheat them a bunch, but if you boil it. You know, you're at about, if, if you're up here in Colorado, you're at about 200 degrees. It doesn't even get to boiling point of water up here because there's not enough air uh, to hold it down from boiling. So you get to 200 degrees, maybe 250 with a good cap and good coolant. It um, goes everywhere. If you stop, let it cool down, or you get out on a road and roll it down and get it cool off. And then, you know, you pour water back in it, you're fine. You just want to probably flush the system because the water you poured in there has got a bunch of stuff in it that will corrode and cause issues maybe down the line so when you get home you want to just do it uh you know just flush it and put good coolant back in it <laughs> brady i i dumped my used antifreeze in the neighbor's annoying barking dog's bowl <laughs> you do not brady you're too nice uh shaming nab i love that comment i have a fan in the bedroom <laughs> that's so good i love it i love it um, so yeah, I, I think the, I, the best comment in this, uh, <laughs> you guys are awesome. The best comment in this whole thing is about the snake oil deal. Like <sighs> good coolant is good coolant. I mean, it just, you want clean stuff. You don't want a bunch of dirt and stuff. Rolling I mean, just, and then pay attention to your motorcycle. Don't let it get too hot. If it gets too hot, stop. And you don't have a fan, just stop and let it cool down. It's worth it, you know, unless you just want to replace motor parts. Uh, Husky Holler says, What is the best type of clamps to use on the in tank filter when replacing? Oh, um, so on, I'm guessing on, uh, da, 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 um, on a newer four stroke KTM. I use, so I use the clamps that are the style, the crimp style, they're the style that come with the kit if you buy it from KTM. They're hands down the best. The The screw style, you can't get tight enough for the fuel pump. It, the fuel pump makes too much pressure. It might work for a little bit, but it will eventually blow off of there and then obviously have problems. So the crimp style, you got to buy the right pliers for it. Uh, I covered that in a daily schlag too, a couple, three, four back, I don't know, uh, where I replaced the fuel filter on um, new an 18 KTM 350 XCF. And you got to get the right pliers to do it right. Uh, it's worth it. The other thing about the crimp style is that they're small, and so they thread through holes and things like that easier than the screw style. Um, uh, bu -bu 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 Husky Holler, do you ever change the fuel pump before it goes bad? I have not done that. Um, I've never had a bike. I probably, I don't know. 
probably ought to come up with an hour range and you know if someone gets to that point we're like dude we're putting a fuel pump in it um the problem is they're so stinking expensive uh, if you get the oem ones the aftermarket ones are good but honestly i've had a couple problems with the quantums not many i mean generally they're great but i've had some issues uh so you know you want to do the oem and the oem you got to buy the whole rig and that's five hundred dollars or whatever it is um you know maybe you get a deal from Artzilla or something but it's gonna be 354 so uh no i'm not um andy mbj favorite brand of bike oh that is such a loaded question and one that i love to answer it really all depends on what i'm doing but and i have done this i'm going to explain a little tiny story time coming after this answer and it's not a brand of bike but it's a bike if I could only have one motorcycle, street, dirt, whatever, for the rest of my life, it would be my XR650R, period. That's all there is to it. I, yeah, I, Paul, I know, here we go. <laughs> uh, it would be my XR650R. I, I love the thing. I can do anything on it. I could ride to Alaska. I could ride to Tierra de Fuego. I can ride single track. Uh, it's been my buddy. It's the only one I'm actually emotionally attached to, but it's... You know, I love it. Um, so, and I have, so here's the story time. I've done that. Back in 2009, 10, when the economy was like in the bottom, I was brand new in business. I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep the lights on. I didn't know if I was going to make it another week. I didn't have rent. Pay. I mean, it was bad, right? It was bad. So I had to sell everything to keep the lights on. And, and I sold everything but my XR650. So I even sold it once, but that was before, anyway, whatever. I got it. I bought it back <laughs> and I'll never do it again. But I've been down to one motorcycle and, and it was my XR. So I'll always stick with that. So that's that, you know, whatever. But brand of bike, as far as like off-road woods riding, it's honestly, it's a, it's a toss up between KTM and Yamaha because I really do really, really, really like my 250 XCW. I really like that bike. Um... So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, but I love my YZ. I mean, Brady's got my shock right now to dial it in and make it just like perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. It'd be between Yamaha and KTM. I don't really like Kawasaki's or Suzuki's at all. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jeremy Rousseau, does it pay to go with aftermarket water pumps and housings? No, I've never had that be worth it. Also, if you move coolant too quickly it can't pick up the heat and radiate it out of the radiator as fast and it brings it back in yeah brady you knew i was gonna say 650r um brady says what's 300 bucks for a pump when you have a ten thousand dollar bike especially when you could sell the used pump yeah fair enough dude um brady that's about the fuel pump uh for sure i said i've just seen bikes with if you take good care keep good gas clean gas change the fuel filters. I've seen bikes with three, 400 hours on them and not had a problem with the pump. Um, Jimmy says, OEM always aftermarket is cheaper for a reason, for sure. Sometimes though, because I've found the fuel filters for KTMs, the exact same one you can buy for like a 32nd of the price on eBay versus the KTM one because it just didn't come in a KTM package, but it's the same, everything on it's the same. Um, 
Yes, Roger heard my solo bike for sure is the XR. And Roger Hurd's favorite is Kawasaki. I knew that was coming. Um, Boysen claims they can move more coolant and keep it cooler. Jeremy, I get that, but if you, I've had a lot of people, um, I've had a lot of people tell me, and I'm not an engineer, so I don't know, but I've, it makes sense to me that I've had people say that the, the, the coolant, if you move it too fast through the radiators, it won't actually radiate that heat, um, as well. So that's the thing. Uh, Brady, don't be hating on the yellow. I'm not, I didn't say I'm a, I, <laughs> I didn't say I'm hating on it. I just said it's not my favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brady said, I've had 200 hours on a stock pump using only 87 pump gas and never had a problem for sure, but you kept it clean. It's not the, it's not the, it's not the octane of the gas or the fact that it's pump gas or any of that, in my opinion, it's how clean you keep it. So as long as you keep your gas can nice and clean and you don't pour dirt into your thing and if you do get dirt in there and you pull the um you know replace the filters re regularly you won't have a problem it's it's when the filter starts to get clogged and it has to the pump has to work harder to build the pressure it needs that's when um pumps fail at least that i've seen uh, Andy says, I told myself I'd snow blow the driveway when this is done, so why stop at 8 a.m.? <laughs> yes. Oh, Andy, I love it. I'll keep going a little longer for you, man, uh, and as long as people are watching. Hey, by the way, a ton of you are watching right now. That's awesome, and I'm so stoked. Click the little thumbs up if you're watching. It really, really makes a big difference for us, and it's super easy and free. Just click the little thumbs up. Turn that thing blue. It's awesome. Um... Yeah, 30 viewers on YouTube, Roger. That's actually really good for a concurrent. Like, that's really good for us. Um, actually, that's good for anybody that I've seen. Uh, so, I thank you guys so much. And these videos are getting, like, way up over 100 and some into 200 views uh, later, which I know doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme of YouTube. But, guys, it's working, man. The subscribership is going up, and we're doing good. We're making some money. Uh, I'm hoping really... <laughs> Brady, <laughs> where's the thumb? My mom's going to come get you. She's not very far away. Um, uh, so, uh, Randy says, move the fluid fast. It doesn't hurt. Water transfer seat really fast. Okay, that's good to know. Like I said, I'm not an engineer. Thank you very much. I'm guessing you probably know more than me about that because um, I don't know much. Um, um, oh, good. Mike says, I love them. Fall perfectly during my break. Great. Um, thanks, Paul. Ancy for saying best channel ever. That really does uh, mean a lot. Um, uh, so Jimmy does uh, do four strokes like leaded fuel like two strokes. I think with the fuel injection, not so much. Uh, maybe someone else can answer that um, better for me. Um, because I don't... So let me back up. Back in the day, with carbureted four-strokes, um, U4 from VP, the ultimate four, was leaded, oxygenated, and all that stuff. And that stuff actually made more horsepower by just pouring it in the gas tank it stuff was amazing um i mean now you had to jet it right for it and all that stuff with the fuel injected stuff i really don't know i've heard a lot of people 
say that they don't like, like they've bought um, low lead Avgas. Of course, that's 100 octane. And I mean, there's a lot going on there, right? Um, but the bikes don't run very well with that rate, that Avgas in there because they burn too hot and all that stuff. So I can't really speak to that. I found honestly that race gas is a giant waste of money. Giant waste of money. Unless you're building a motor. Um, <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> says it must be my handsome good looks. That's hilarious. <laughs> you're, you're pandering to my mother. Um, she's going to agree with you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tom the Battle Axe says, Leaded is good for valves, but two strokes like it for cylinder walls and bearings. Plugs don't like it. Fair enough. Hey, Mike Barnato, what's happening, dude? I took the motor out of your frame yesterday, and I'm going to be rebuilding your engine today. Uh, at least I hope I get it all done today. we got a lot of stuff going on, but it should be at least today or tomorrow. Um, hey, Torben, sorry it took you a long time. Uh, I'm not going to go backwards into the coolant talk, but you can check it out later. Um, 88 non-ethanol or 91 with ethanol. Stock bike, 5,000. Um, 88 non-ethanol. Hands down, ethanol out. Period. Uh, Brian Weishman says, uh, "But race gas smells so good." <laughs> yes, it does. Oh man. Um, yeah, Roger heard they get 100 plus out of the pump there, but that's because he lives in Lake Havasu City, and there's a ton of boats that have a giant horsepower, high compression motors. Um, see, there's my mom. She says, "Of course, that's my good looks." <laughs> it's so good having your mom like be your fan, because they're the best fans. You guys, uh, the rest of you are awesome, but I guarantee you my mom is kicking your butts. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And so here's a little thing about gas. We're talking about gas, right? So when you go up in elevation, the honestly, the lower the octane, the better. Because higher octane just means it, it resists combustion on compression more, if that makes sense. So like gas, if you compress it enough, will light up you know, without a spark or anything. And so higher octane means it resists that more. So you can build these really high compression engines that compress really, really tight and then it, and it won't pre-detonate and cause issues. And then you light it with the spark plug and make all the horsepower, right? When you come up in elevation, there's less molecules when you comp it compresses less. So honestly, lower octane gas is better. Um, U4.4 is more powerful because of the oxygen content. Not sure if you said that, but it would make stock jetting hella lean. Yes, it would. I didn't say it was because the, I said it was oxygenated, but um, I didn't say that that was the reason. Uh, so thank you. And yes, I think that's the problem with Avgas too, is it's oxygenated and low lead. Um, so it's got more oxygen in it. So it burns really um, hot with normal jetting. And the problem with uh, Fuel-injected bikes is that you can't, well, you can, but it's harder to richen that up. It doesn't, uh, you know, it. it's not like you don't, you don't slap a brass part in it and richen it up. Uh, race gas is a waste unless you build an engine and mapping for it. It's 100% worth it if you do that. Yes, I've seen 20 plus horsepower increase on the dyno, um, only pouring fuel in. Yeah, absolutely. So, if, yeah, I think I said that kind of like, yeah, you got to build a motor for the race gas basically you don't like a stock engine does not need it ever period ever and honestly even a little bit hopped up motor when you come up at 5,000 10,000 feet you don't need it um just because it, you know it's worth um 
Uh, da, da, da. Brady says, but that fuel can't be left to the bike because it's corrosive effect. Major pain in the butt. But on a super bike, yeah, it's awesome. Um, pump gas increase horsepower 100% without it doesn't make any power. Yes, Andy. Yes, I love it. Um, and another proof um, that the that gas can make a difference is that Speedway bike. If you guys haven't watched those videos and stuff on the Speedway bike or swing by the shop to check it out, we have a no messing around GM speed bike, not General Motors, Italian company, uh, Speedway bike in the shop. It's a 500cc four-stroke two-valve, right? So <laughs> simple, but it makes 75 horsepower running straight methanol. <laughs> um, the, so um, uh, Randy says higher octane has a quicker burn rate, so less unburnt fuel in the exhaust for sure. Uh, Torben, it's, uh, oh, it's Hannah, Torben's daughter. I want to say hi. Hi, Hannah. How's it going? How are you? Um, so, yeah, you know, if you build a thing and set up carburetor up to run methanol, you can make a ton of horsepower out of a really simple engine. So, gas makes a difference. I'm just saying on stock stuff, it's not worth it. Oh, Brady, so Jawa for the win. I guess that's not the case anymore. That was the case for a long time. But my buddy who got this GM says it's GM and Godden now. And Jawa, they still make them, but they're not nearly as um, sought after as the other ones. I, I, I didn't know. I asked the guy if it was a Jawa. I don't know. I don't know what they look like. I just know that they're laid down like this and they go real fast like this. Um, by the way, if anybody's in the Montrose area and wants to check out like the coolest motorcycle ever, swing by the shop because that Speedway bike is just awesome. I love it. Part of why I love Speedway is because it's simple, right? No brakes, no transmission, just a clutch and a throttle. That's it, dude. It's the coolest thing ever. The coolest kind of racing. And we're going to have a track in Grand Junction, which is so rad. I'm really, really psyched. Um, and got no brakes. Yeah, that, I think it's, maybe someone could do some research or correct me if you know better, but I'm pretty sure that speedway racing is the only motorsport where you're not allowed to have brakes. Now, there may be other motorsports where people take brakes off, but you are not allowed to have brakes, period, in Speedway. Even flat trackers get a rear brake. So, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I think that is the coolest thing ever. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just way cool. Uh, let's see. Any other questions? It's a little after 8. I'm trying to keep you from having to snowblow your driveway. So, we're doing our best here. Um, and, again... Guys, the, I love this channel. I love these discussions. I love talking about what my opinions are. But the let me get to the heart of the matter, and that is go ride your dirt bike. I don't care what you do. I don't care. Go ride your dirt bike. Ooh, Rogers, uh, SX pick this weekend. Uh, where are they racing? Um, I can't remember. Uh uh, Tom's Badlock, did you cover Motorex, uh, M3 versus M5? No, I didn't, um, because, I didn't really go into that, because I really don't think that Fancy Pants coolant is worth it. I really just don't. In fact, the, 
Okay, thanks, Paul. Tampa. That's good to know. <laughs> I forget. Um, I really... I just don't think Cohen's worth it. I, the drag race guys, the guys that are like, you know, 4 billion horsepower and making a ton of heat, um, those guys, uh, they run water and water water. And that's it. They, you know, you don't want to leave that in there or break it. But that makes the bike or thing motor run the coolest. Is straight water has the best cooling. But, um, you know, you, the problem is you put all that stuff in there and it actually doesn't cool as well. Uh, but it keeps from freezing, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was the two. I knew it was the first round of the two hundred and fifty uh, East, but I didn't know. So my SX pick, I you know what, man, I'm gonna go Roxon. I know he didn't have a great race last race. I think he probably went um, hard on training and getting dialed in. I also just like the guy, and I really want to see him win. So I'm gonna go Roxon for the win. We'll see. Uh, you know, I just like watching the ra the racing has been awesome this year, guys. I mean, seriously, it's been so good. Um, really stoked about that. Mom, I love you so much. Mwah. Back to you. Um, yeah, Blake Baggett is due. I hope he does well. That would be awesome. Oh, Ciencerello, Torben thinks. I, I would like to see Adam win. I He, um, you know, he tends to blow up when he gets a lot of pressure. I hope he, I hope he gets that sorted out. I like the kid. Um, Keith McQueen burrito was awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, it was awesome. Um... Let's see. Oh, he did a 24 volt setup on my 11 XC. It's sick how quick it starts now. Have you ever messed around with it? I have not actually. No. Um, that's a that's a great idea. How do you do that? That'd be cool. Um, yeah, safety rules. I know. Um, if they spill on the track, it dries up and not as slick as antifreeze. Absolutely. Um, Brady's talking about why they run water, but I do think it cool it cools um, better. Um, Roger heard Adam fall apart too much time with Tomac. <laughs> oh, said from the guy not from Colorado. I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's good, Roger. Uh, yeah, and there's, I mean, there's, uh, the whole coolant thing go on and on because road race bikes have to run special stuff so it doesn't get slippery if it gets on the track and catch cans and all that stuff. So, uh, like I said, the heart of the matter is go ride your bike, quit fiddling with it. Um, if you watch... Oh, I think in the ride video, uh, just a quick thing because we're running over and you guys are also watching, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> the um, I hate when people fiddle with their motorcycles on a trail ride like too much. I I'm just gonna say that like I don't say a lot of negative stuff, but I stopped um, to adjust some suspension stuff on my ride by myself because I think that's when it's appropriate to do that. Um, I think that I hate it when people are fiddling with things and it kind of goes into this coolant thing like put something in it and go ride it. It just just go ride it. <laughs> it's just going to be okay. If you're having a problem boiling, it's probably not the coolant. It's probably either you're not going fast enough or you can't go fast enough and I don't mean that in a bad way because the terrain or whatever. So put a fan on it um, or learn to go faster or whatever because yeah, it's yeah, there's no like there's nothing you're gonna do to a normal stock dirt bike with the coolant that's gonna make the bike any better. Um, the three, oh yeah, yeah, right on. Um, the um, that's awesome. <laughs> Andy says, I feel like I'm running in circles like three legged guy on the wall behind you. Hey, quick uh, question: Who knows what flag that is? 
I, I know some of you know, but who knows what flag that is. <laughs> Brady says, oh, first of all, Roger says, just ride the darn thing. Yes. Brady says, you should adjust your bike every time you stop. Uh, the guys on the internet said you need to do two clicks to the left. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, you know, that's my thing. If, if I get one thing across on my YouTube channel, it's to go ride your dirt bikes. Like, right? I mean, that's why I say that all the time. Um, ride them. Ah, it drives me nuts. Isle of Man. Yes. I love it. Uh, the, uh, and... One day, I'm going to make it to that race. One day, I'm going to do it. Mom, we should go together. Um, uh, I, yeah. One day, I want to watch those guys. Because, like, if you want to see the manliest, most burly, like, right next, right up there with Speedway. Speedway racing is not dangerous, but it's awesome and very, like, macho. But those guys are crazy. Um, <laughs> Roger, my sag looks off. Uh, Matt Andres had a buddy put Creekwater's bike when we were in, in Montrose. Yeah, dude, Creekwater's fine. There's nothing wrong with Creekwater to get you home. Work on your bike in the garage. Small adjustment if needed, but ride it while you're out there. I hate to be that guy on a trail ride. Yeah, totally. And I talk about that in the or the ride video. <sighs> like, come on. Like, we're out there to ride dirt bikes. If the bike's not perfect, you'll be okay. It's okay. Go out by yourself and check it. Um... <laughs> Jimmy says had two haha too many burritos that sag was screaming for sure uh, Bryce says the TT is nuts real road racers are a different breed yeah dude like crazy like the GP guys won't even go out there <laughs> um, ooh nice Tom the Battle Axe says I'll raise you I put it in a car overheated in West Virginia that is awesome and then you do not want to be broken down in West Virginia do not um, yeah, gnarliest riders, Dakar and Isle of Man for sure. Dakar, especially, so, I mean, it's still gnarly, especially in Saudi Arabia and, I mean, even South America. Um, those guys are out there in the weeds. But, man, when that thing actually went from Paris to Dakar, which is in Senegal, Africa, holy moly, they had Tunisians shooting at them and stuff. Um, the, uh, yeah, like an MX guy in the desert for sure. Uh, Roger. So, like, yeah, dude. The Dakar the, the Rally is, it's like I said, it's one of my, I talked about another one. It's one of my favorite things. One of the things I really want to do um, in my life if I can ever make that happen. Hey, you know what? Let's get this YouTube channel big enough that we can do that, that I can afford to do that. I dare you. Share this thing with all of your friends. Get everybody you know to subscribe so we build it. I want to be bigger than the Dirt Bike channel. That guy's awesome. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but I want to be bigger. And I want to give away motorcycles and all that stuff, right? I want to do that for a living and keep the shop for a living because it's my heart and my soul and the thing that I love. Um, but let's make this channel big enough that I can go race the car and bring you guys along. Let's do it. I think it would be awesome. All right. I got to go. It's 8-12. I'm going to have people screaming at me if I'm not there uh, soon. Thank you guys so much for watching. Punk Rock Club, thank you for sticking around to the end. You guys are the best. Um, this is great. It's going to be on YouTube now for in perpetuity and not on Facebook just until uh, they either fix the app or something. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Bryce, that's for sure. Shooting would make the TT more dangerous. Anyway, I got to go. 
I gotta quit looking at the comments. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Get out, spread the gospel of two wheels, and no joke, dude, weather's getting good. Get out, find some time to ride your dirt bikes! Thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 72 of the Gospel of Two Wheels. It means a lot that you guys are watching. If you get a chance, leave a review, share this with your friends. I love you guys. Get out, spread the Gospel of Two Wheels, and go ride your dirt bikes.